At $200, a Super Nintendo setup costs twice as much as the old system. For the money, the company promises better pictures, sound, and adventure. Now you're playing with power, super power. You're the king, I tell you! You're king! Only for Super NES. Listening to the SNES podcast with your host, Soul Blazer. Hello, everybody. This is the Super NES podcast, episode number two ten. Uh, these are your co-hosts. I am Greg. He is Joe. Hello. And this time we're covering a uh, a cult favorite for the series. Uh, um, uh, well, the series and also for the console, uh, um, the um, lane of itself. Uh, again, I really enjoy. Um, I had to kind of sweet talk Joe into trying the game again, but uh, we'll talk about it here in a moment. We're checking out Harvest Moon today, the original, the original Harvest Moon. Uh, Super NES is is notorious for having a lot of franchises get their start on the series, and this is uh, sorry, get the series start on the system. This is another franchise franchise the franchise that got start here. So this is kind of return to the roots, first game of the franchise kind of like thing here going on here. But anyway, um, so. Um, I know that Joe, I say that because I know Joe's not the biggest simulation fan out there. And this is, and this is kind of simulation game. I mean, it is for the most part, but there are also some non-sim things doing, uh, there definitely are some non-sim things doing in this game as well, too. So, um, and like, um, uh, this is a game that I did not play when it was new, but, but I did check out an emulation several years after, several years after the fact, after the fact, around the grad school, and Rui, Rui just fell in love with it, like, right away, and then sort of, like, playing other games, the franchise at that, at that point, and still play, and still enjoy the games, uh, that come out to this day anyway, which gets complicated, but the history of this game, the history of this franchise, like, it's messy. We'll talk about it a little bit here, but, um, but anyway, so, um, this is really your first time playing this game in depth of the podcast, though, Joe, correct? Uh, this is the first time I am touching the franchise at all. Okay, um, all right. <clears throat> yeah. So, actually, it was funny because uh, Inside Baseball, I recorded my podcast, uh, The Radical Rich Roundup, yeah, last night with uh, George. Right. And, uh, you know, I brought up that I had been playing Harvest Moon for the Super Nintendo. And uh, he's like, oh, like, because he knows, he knows as well as you do. He's like, how's that been going? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I've never really played anything like this. You know, I mean, I, I have, but like the examples I used was like Age of Empires and like RTS games like uh, StarCraft because you're gathering resources and whatever else to do what you need to do, um, which is kind of an oversimplification of what harvest moon is but yeah um the closer analogy was um i played animal crossing for the gamecube and yeah the, that hasn't dna with this sure yeah, yeah so like that and that was really my first real experience with something like this and that was actually the game that turned me off from this type of game so um <laughs> There are Harvest. a lot of yeah, you know, there are a lot of games that take inspiration from Harvest Moon uh, yeah. these days. So I get why people like them. I really do. Um, and you know, and I that's going to be the undertone of this whole thing. Like my opinion is my opinion, and I'll explain why. I I just <laughs> it doesn't mesh well with me. But also, like I completely get why people love these games. And it's actually some of the reasons why people love these games. That is the reason I actually don't love this game. So, <laughs> well, this, well, this should be interesting then. But um, yeah, so yeah, so following up on that, Harvest Moon definitely was a new. Harvest Moon definitely is a groundbreaking game. Uh, um, you know, you know, like many games and franchises take their ideas at least part or whole from the Harvest Moon games. Um, Stardew Valley, maybe one of the best indie, um, uh, indie games of all time, hmm. definitely is definitely is a, 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 a def, definitely takes it definitely takes most of its DNA from Harvest Moon and the like. So, um, but Harvest Moon itself, um, guys' ideas pretty much from um, you know just like um, uh, uh, Harvest Moon itself, pretty much guys' ideas from another kind of um, game idea that already was present in Japan at the time because because a um, farm simulation kind of games had already been out at this point. Um, you know, like, um, so like many other 
with many with many firsts in the video game world, it's often you know, usually you usually have to see you you just can't say that that something something was truly the first to do this, the first to do that because there probably was something somewhere along the lines in a computer game for another country. Ten years in the past, whatever. I'm, yeah, I'm just using an example that just kind of the same idea. So it's like, so it's like, obviously inspiration comes from somewhere, but but I think it's fair to say this is this is the first game or series that did this that did this this and this and did everything well and whatever. So it's kind of like with Hollywood, kind of like with um, like movies because like you know, there's not really anything like new as far as like books or movies out there either these days. It's like you know. It, 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 recognizing 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 that something can do something effectively is still is still I think just as important as anything as anything that comes first. So it's yeah. like that's just, so that's a long winded way. Yes, that's a long winded way of saying that Harvest Moon beta, the Harvest Moon built upon some ideas that already were out there, but this was the first game to really get like mass mass popular attention for doing the things that it did. So um, and this game is pretty much basically a farm a, a, a farm simulation. Uh, that it that, that also has that also has some role playing uh, aspects mixed in uh, uh, to it like as well. So uh, to, talk, to talk about the development and the franchises a little bit here before we get going, uh, the game was developed in Japan by a very small company called uh, Amcus, uh, A M C C U S. I could find nothing on there online about the online about this company. That's how small it was. <laughs> so um, they probably did not do very much be uh, uh, they're very very much beyond this game, but. Um, but they had the support of a, uh, but they had the support of a big, um, but they had the support of like a bigger publisher, um, um, uh, Pack and Video, which was a, yeah, which was a fairly big Japanese publishing company at the time. Uh, with their support, they were able to make the game. So, um, however, our, our Pack and Video eventually merged into the company, uh, and, and went, uh, um, uh, like, like, went bankrupt. So, that led to the team being downsized and, and a lot of the game being reprogrammed and, and reprogrammed and, and a lot of questions as whether the game would even come out the, come out in the first place. But it finally, but it finally did, but, but it finally did come out um, in uh, in Japan in August in August ninety six. The Japanese name of the game, um, you know, by the way, uh, is known as Farm Story. So uh, the game got renamed for its Western release, but uh, because because of those delays, this was a very late Super NES game. Um, uh, but still, despite the fact of how late it came out, uh, the game did very well in Japan. So Natsumi, uh, who was also a pretty small unknown company at the time, uh, they, um, you know, they released a few other, a few other, a few other Super NES games, such as the cult favorite, um, uh, like Wild, uh, Wild Guns, um, which, uh, decided to take a risk and bring the game over to North America. So, uh, North America, so the game launched in North America in June, in June 97. And then Nintendo decided, as they did, as they did with a lot of the Super NES titles, to, to, to publish the game themselves in Europe. Which happened in January of '98. So we're talking we're talking late to, to release dates here, folks. Yeah. Um. You know, '97. This made Harvest Moon. Harvest Moon was one of a Harvest Moon was one of a handful of games to come out to come out that year. It was it was definitely it was, it was definitely it was definitely among the uh, among the last Super NES games to get officially released in North America because last the last release came out '98. So, um. For that reason, for that reason, for that reason, a lot of people didn't see the game because a lot of because games already moved on the PlayStation and the Saturn, like whatnot. So, um, but this being a Super NES game, it does show, I think, as far as the, uh, um, as far as like um, US, um, as far as the programming, the graphics, the graphics, like whatnot. So, um, the game did very well in Japan. Uh, the game did moderately well here in North America. Um, you know, at least well enough, like not to be interested the, um, uh, like Vader's sequel. So Harvest Moon Game Boy came out the following year, and then after that, uh, Harvest Moon 64 uh, came out a little bit after that, and after that, uh, as, as, as the saying goes, the rest, uh, the rest is history. So, um, and for a long time, Harvest Moon games came out pretty regularly for all the consoles, but then several years ago, uh, around like, you know, like 20, 2014, 2015, uh, due to complicated reasons, which I'm not going to explain here in detail on the podcast because it's complicated, but... Uh, suffice it to say that because of it is because of the combination of like uh, the team, which primarily developed Harvest Moon games, jumping ship and going to jumping ship and going down the company, and also because of the rights issue, um, the Harvest Moon series kind of got broken. The uh, Harvest Moon franchise officially got ended and broken into two different franchises. So your story of seasons by one company, which is kind of the which is kind of the new Harvest Moon series, so it keeps. Um, um, so it keeps a lot of the Harvest Moon ideas and whatnot present in those games, and then, and, and, and like then also, then also you also have the uh, the Rune Factory games, 
which are also Harvest Moon-ish in some ways, the Ruin Factory games differ greatly, uh, uh, greatly, greatly, uh, greatly, and that they take place in a fantasy setting, and they also include uh, going dungeon exploring and delving, and also fighting monsters, which again, you know, like, um, which again, Stardew Valley is clearly take a clear take a clear take ideas playing both franchises. Uh, because you do like, um, it's kind of like if Harvest Moon, uh, I'm sorry, Story Seasons and Moon Factory got back together again, a lot of what, uh, a lot of what happened with, with like the Stardew Valley that has in it. So, um, so the game's still going around today and, and they're very popular, just like two different franchises. So, um, it's very, it's very weird to have a franchise, a franchise split like this. So, um, but you know, it is what it is. So, but, uh, so many, so this, uh, as a many pawns, so depending upon what what most interesting in Harvest Moon, um, will one influence your decisions which franchise to check out as far as what you're looking for, like in a video game. So, um, so the Harvest Moon games, uh, the Harvest Moon, the Harvest Moon game was popular enough in Japan actually to get a Stellview uh, release as well too. Uh, we talked about Stellview in the past. I'm not going to like go over here uh, too much, but uh, it, but uh, but uh, it follows the same kind of format they did like the, the Zelda games, where it's like you know you go and play a certain time a certain time of the day with like a live play live voice announcer, uh, you know, um, you know, offering hints and clues, you play the, the game, that kind of stuff. So it's like, uh, very interesting, like for sure, and to kind of prove how popular the game was like in Japan. So, uh, since then the game, since then the game was released in virtual format on the, th- um, you know, on the 3DS, the Wii and the Wii U. All those stores are obviously closed these days, so, um, you can't get the game anymore that way. The game was released last year on the Switch store, but in Japan only. So, um, again, unless you, unless you have to, can you even can you even like region like region lock break the switch? I don't even know about that. But so the switch is region free. So if you were to create a Japanese uh, Nintendo eShop account, you could sign into that and technically get the Nintendo yeah. uh, Switch on okay. you know yeah. you know the service and yeah. you would be able to access it. So yeah, so I don't understand why they didn't bring it over to North America as well too because it's like. Um, Maybe a rights issue because it's like the Harvest Moon series is certainly certainly popular enough these days over here. But um, but because but because of those factors that the game that the game is not really. But anyway, suffice to say, right now it's twenty twenty three. There's no legal way to get the game. Uh, um, you know, unless you actually buy a physical, physical copy of the game. And who boy, those expensive. So uh, yeah. uh, uh, we will cover those at the end of the podcast. But this is definitely one of the most this is definitely definitely one of the most pricey Super NES games to own. Which is a shame because it's like this is this is still like a pretty good game I think. But you know, spoilers. Playing this playing this again recently for the first time in like many many years. Um, you know, I think it holds up pretty well today for the most part. But we'll get into that. So, um, so this is, yeah. So yeah. So as we mentioned, this is basically like a farm simulation role playing game, which is like a very weird thing. It's a weird thing to imagine. I can imagine kids trying to explain to their parents what this game was about but back in the day. <laughs> to buy it from them because it's like. Well, how the hell do you even start? Because yeah. there was nothing like this, nothing like this available, like this available out there. It's like you know, when you talk about a new franchise, this is literally a new franchise. So it's yeah. like, so it's like you know, it's like you know, I do not envy kids trying to explain this uh, to people back back then. Because like I was, like, you know, when this game came out, I came out, I was already in college. So it's like you know, I so it's like I wasn't, it wasn't a problem for me. But uh, you know, had you know, had I actually bought a physical physical copy of the game, I didn't. But you know. Um, even though, um, even though I started Super NES in college. Anyway, I like, a, anyway, so, um, it definitely, um, definitely would have been a very unique game to, a game for sure. So it's like, I think, I, I think some of the reason the game did so well was because it's like uniqueness. Because like, you know, we hadn't really seen, at least, especially in the West, we hadn't seen anything like, um, right. um, uh, like this before. So, so there's not much of a plot. Um, it's very like, um, you know, the story of the game, the story of the game is it's like, it's very bare bones. Later Harvest Moon games would go hard, later Harvest Moon, Harvest Moon games would go a little bit deeper, it's like setting up a story, a story and situation and whatnot. But in this game, basically, it's like you're a young kid, you don't know how old you are, you're obviously young. Um, the older Harvest Moon games fix this problem, seeing you like you know 16, 18, or whatever. But you know, I think you'd be younger in this game than that. Right. And like, your grandmother passed away. Your parents, your, your parents decide for whatever reason it's a good idea to just dump you off to like that old farm, <laughs> which has been abandoned by the way, and have you live out there taking care of the farm by yourself for two and a half years. And I, I'm just going like only in Japan, <laughs> right? That, that's how I kind of saw the story. It was like, uh, you know, grandfather dies, leaves the farm to the kid. Uh, the parents uh, 
don't don't like their their kid very much because maybe he's you know maybe he gets into trouble a lot or you know whatever he's uh you know on the verge of becoming a criminal so they drop him off on the farm to kind of teach him a lesson and uh not have to worry about taking care of him <laughs> i had to make my own narrative for this game <laughs> <laughs> yeah because like i said you know there's very very little plot I and mean, like you know the plot of the game is like the um, the pretty pretty much pretty much about the game is covered like uh, opening sequence, and that's it. So, yeah. but so um, so anyway, uh, mostly mostly the how the game plays the how the game plays at that point is that, is that point is that it's like just doing like farm things. But um, you know there are other things to do in the game. But but the bread and butter game plays farm stuff. We're doing things like you know like um, uh, planting crops, uh, watering them to make sure that they. Um, uh, that they grow once they, you know, once they've grown, you have to harvest them like by picking them up and running over to the uh, storage storage bin and tossing tossing them in. Uh, like so you get stolen for money because you, you need that money to buy like you need that money to be turned to buy to buy new seeds and also purchase and also purchase upgrades for your house and uh, um, uh, but for, for stuff like that. Um, you also uh, you also as you as you as you, as you grow your farm, you also get the ability to also to, to also to also take care of animals. So you can have like cows, chickens. Um, uh, so the cows can produce milk, the, the chickens can produce eggs, um, and like, you know, and so you always have to buy, like, feed, uh, well, uh, well, uh, well, uh, well, you can buy feed, but then, like, but, 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 you know, growing, uh, um, um, you're growing your own, uh, grass, uh, which you also, which you also sow every now and then, uh, for the, for the animal's livestock, but it's also, but it's also, but it's also important, so. Um, uh, and, and as time passes and you gain more money, you also get the ability to, you also get the ability to, to to do house upgrades, uh, uh, to give you extra abilities. You also, you also, you also, your, your, your starting tools are very basic to start off with. You have a sickle, a watering crop, um, sorry, a, 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 a watering cup, basically. Um, you also have a, uh, pickaxe and an axe that you use for things like, you know, like tilling the soil for the, to prepare the crops. Um, you're cutting down trees, breaking up stumps. Uh, destroying rocks, that kind of stuff. So, and as time passes, you're also you're also getting the ability to upgrade those tools to make the to, to make the hard to make the farm work more easier, productive. Um, you can get a dog fairly early on. The dog doesn't do the dog doesn't do anything in the game, not really, but um, he has one useful function in the game. But um, but anyway, uh, you also well, you're not taking care of the um, yes, you're not taking taking care of the farm. You also can go into town, where there's various town people, townspeople in there. You can also like you know chat with. Uh, talk to you can also like buy things that buy things at the shops and whatnot. At nighttime you get uh, uh, um, at nighttime at um, nighttime you can also go over and hang out in the bar. Uh, it was changed for the Western version of the game, but you know it's definitely a bar. So yeah. um, you know there's also the, um, you know, there's also a church. There's certain um, time in this game works uh, works works in the, works in the context, the context of seasons. Um, that you have like a spring, summer, fall, and winter, which are just like like really long months. So various things can be done each season. There's there's also, there's also certain events and festivals you can, festivals that can take in, can take care of. Um, you know, in the winter, in the winter, obviously, uh, you, uh, obviously, you, you, uh, obviously, for example, they can't grow crops. You need to like refocus like, like your refocus your services. Uh, winter's a good winter's a good time to like you know like uh, to go into the woods. To also to, to find to find mushrooms or plants or whatever to heart to to, to to grab to make some money that way. It's also a good time to work relationships because you are able to court one of six a women in the game. I'm sorry, like five girls. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, in, in the game, uh, and, and and eventually and eventually if you get one of the high, uh, and eventually if you get a relationship with them high enough, if you, high enough you can, I um, mean, uh, uh, they can marry her. Um, assuming your house, your assuming your house is big enough, you, you, you move, she moves in with you, and she helps you out there, and you, and, and, and you can also have two kids with her eventually too. So um, later on in the game, after the first year, you're also going to be able to gain a horse, which is also like a, uh, which is great because if you're great, because you're great, because you can be great, because you can, because you can just like ride down, the, uh, ride on the horse, like ride down the various the various uh, uh, lines in your crops, quickly harvest or the crops, throw them into your saddle bag. You know, like boom, done deal. So yeah. the horse, the horse definitely makes things a lot more, uh, a lot more, a lot more quicker and efficient. There's also, there's also certain, like there's also, there's also certain events that get, that get there. certain events that hit you every now and then. For example, like you know, like uh, hurricanes can come in and do a lot of damage. Um, um, like you know, like animals, the animals, the animals, the animals, like the animals, slightly be taken care of on a regular basis. You know, unless they grow sick and possibly even die, uh, because you can't just like to be yeah, because for cows, for example, you can't just like milk the cow. You have to like you know. You have to like, talk to the cow, brush the cow, and feed the cow, uh, like every day. So, um, after the first day, there's, 
there's a great trick in the game where it's like, um, so time flows in the game, the, the, um, uh, um, 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 the sense that this is like a morning, afternoon, and evening. However, however, in this game, time never really stops in the evening cycle. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, the game doesn't go to, the, the game doesn't, the game doesn't advance the next day and you actually go to bed. So, so it's very, 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 very recommended the first day that you just simply just stay up as long as you, uh, uh, you know, stay up that first day and, and just basically fix your farm. And do yeah. all that work in that one day because you can. Always, there's a hot spring nearby to, to, to hop into. Um, you can hop into to, to, to regain your, your stamina. So because you're going to do so much, because you're going to do so much in this in the game before your stamina like runs out and you can't do any more work. We'll just hop in the we'll, we'll hop in the hot spring. You get recharged, the rinse repeat. So once you get the the farm up and running, basically the, the basic operation most days uh, day days is, is, is a pretty simple rinse and repeat uh, pattern. Where it's like you where it's like you get up, you eat breakfast. You go out to your farm and take care of the crops, and then you'd be done to, done to them. Then you like go into the the the, the, uh, uh, the animal stalls and take care of the animals. Make sure you have everything like thrown in the hamper. Um, you know, like for the uh, uh, the the south person to sales to collect at the end of the day. You know, the, you know, they have time left. Like go into the woods, go into the town, whatever, uh, and, and then go back home and go to bed. So, um, and there's a very to me at least one of the things I really enjoy. To me at least, uh, one of the things I really enjoy about this game, and a lot of other people do, do, do is sense that uh, this. Um, you know, once you get the, you know, once you get the basic work taken care of, this is a very simple game to play in the sense of like it's very, it's very calming, stress-free, low-paced game. It's like there's no monsters to fight, there's no enemies to worry about, there's nothing. You know, you do things. I pretty much do things on your own time schedule. It's like you know, just, it just it's very. But it's a very like zen kind of game to play. Uh, um, as you get into it, because like get into it, get into it, because get into it, because like um, you know, because it's very, because it's a very like calm and relaxing game. It's like you know, uh, certain games, certain games, they certain games you have to be in the mood for, and certain games uh, will help certain moods of yours. Um, you know, you know, for example, blow off steam, play a shooter, like uh, whatever. But you know, this is a very, this is a great de-stress game, and but. Um, sense of like, you know, long day at work, whatever. You can, um, you play this for like an hour or so and, and, and just like, you know, like calm down very nicely, be very nice because everything in the game, the music, the graphics, the gameplay, it just screams cuteness. So, uh, and so it's a very like, um, so, and so, and like, so it's a very like, um, I think it's, I mean, I think games like this are very, are, are I don't know, are, um, are, are, are definitely, definitely one of the best ways, like, you know, just like to de-stress and calm down from everything. Uh, uh, everything because it's like there's no pressure on the game. It's like it's like it's like any pressure that uh, uh, any pressure on the game you make yourself. So uh, and so eventually, just to wrap things up there real quick. At two and a half years, you're judged depending upon how well you did. Uh, the game secretly keeping track of your, uh, keep track behind the scenes all this time, like about points, uh, happiness values, uh, for, for, uh, things like for, uh, uh, for things like how much money do you have? Um, you know, how, uh, how many crops did you harvest? Uh, are you married? Uh, is your, um, your wife happy? Like, uh, hasn't left you? Um, you know that kind of stuff. And like, you know, there's like, there's like, there's like 15 different. There's like 50 different. Um, I lost track of how many. I need to. I, I, I lost track. I lost track of how many. How many that are on the game? There's a lot. Um, so like, so then you see, you, you, uh, uh, you see, you see, depends upon the game's happiness. It happens value at the time the game ends. So, um, that's the game pretty much in a nutshell. Um, so uh, like in broad strokes. Um, Jill, I already said before. Um, what I like about this game a lot, uh, and I know that uh, I know you said you had your own experience experience with this. So uh, let's hear what you like and didn't like about this game. All right. So the exact reason that you like this game is the exact reason I do not like this game. <laughs> um, <clears throat> for me, so it it is it's a nice relaxing game. Um, you get into a routine. Um, the better you do that routine, the more it can, uh, help you as far as achieve your goals in the game. Um, and it's keyword relaxing. Uh, for me, this form of relaxation is very boring. Um, again, that's me. Um, and that's why, you know, I preface this whole thing in the beginning. Like the reason why people love this game is the exact reason why I do not love this game. For me, uh, relaxation is powering up like Final Fantasy and just grinding for, you know, however long. You know, I don't need to progress the story. I just need to grind, you know, level up the character. That's it. Um, here, it's just, oh my God, it's so repetitive. And I feel like 
because there's no story, it is so pointless to do anything in this game. Um, obviously, the very little story that's there is there. Um, I do like the idea that you have to uh, court these girls so that you can get married. Um, I also love the fact that you basically stalk them by reading their diary so that you can know what they like and give them exactly what they want. Um, get six hearts and they're going to marry you. Um, but see, this is my thing. Why would you want to get married? Right. Um, in this game, from what I, what I played and whatnot, like getting married is like enabling hard mode because <laughs> you have less time to do everything by like 5 PM in game, uh, uh, time. Like you have to be in the house and it's like conversating with your wife and you continue to give her gifts just like you were when you were courting her. Um, and then obviously based on that, you, you will have children and whatever else. Um, and like, that was one of the things that I was like, okay, well, like I can get behind that. That's cool. Like that's life. This is a farming simulator with some life aspects in it. Um, I thought some of the things that you have to do for the endings was kind of ridiculous. Um, especially like for the perfect ending, you have your wife, your two kids, your house has been upgraded twice. You have golden tools, um, you sold massive amounts of crops and everything else. Um, all that doesn't matter unless you picked up your dog a hundred times. Yeah. The, the conditions are very weird. So. Like, <laughs> like, and, and I get it, like, sure, like, you have to give your dog attention, like, that's fine, but, like, you have to pick him up a hundred times. Like, this is crazy. Um, <laughs> I do like But you that... probably are going to do it in the course of the game, to be fair. Play with your movie, the dog, from indoors, outdoors, and whatnot, so it's yeah, like, yeah. I mean, like, slut. But, so, I get it, I get I, I get it, yeah. It, yeah, it's kind of silly. Yeah, yeah, it's just one of those things, but, um... Yeah, uh, so the the one thing I learned real quick, um, I actually restarted my game because of this. Um, your chickens and your cows, don't leave them outside. Yes. They uh, will get sick, and then you have to buy medicine, which is really expensive, um, or they get eaten. Um, so I reset my game, started from the beginning again, and this time I kept all the cows and chickens in the barns and in the stalls, and literally just left them inside, went and did what I had to do, and all that. Um, I had a pretty easy strategy. Um, again, like I said, relaxation slash boring. Um, <laughs> so in the spring, I was uh, planting turnips and potatoes um, because they grow pretty quickly. So you can grab more of them. And uh, you eventually can do, um, in the summer, you get corn and tomatoes those take a bit longer to grow but you're also getting more money out of that um planting grass to feed the animals because uh, grass is the most economical way to feed your animals yes um buying food is super expensive much like the medicine um fishing i thought fishing was pretty cool um fishing is really good in like the fall time because you can't really plant everything um and harvest it in time in the fall so fishing is a good way to supplement uh your monies um and yes. be able to move forward and then winter like i get winter obviously it's the season so it has to be there but winter is so pointless uh you can't do anything in winter um in winter i literally focused on giving like brushing the animals, keeping them, you know, even more so than I did in the other three seasons. Um, winter was also when I went to town and really communicated with people, went to the festivals, things of that nature, just because like, that's the time you can interact with people that like that. What else are you going to do? You can't plan. When is the best crops. time to work in a relationship with somebody? Yeah, yes. So, so um, you know, and that goes for after you're married, like winter is the best time to have that, you know, interaction with your wife. So that babies happen. Uh, 
<laughs> um, getting a horse was kind of nice because. Um, oh, like, the horse is a godsend. Yeah, like once you once you expand out in the game, like being able to load up the horse with crops and get them to the bin is so much so much better. Um, one of the biggest things that really irked me was the limited inventory space. Uh, you were given yep. two slots, <laughs> uh, which gets to be really frustrating in the very beginning because um, you're constantly going to the tool shed and constantly swapping out stuff uh, based on what you're doing. That being said, I mean, um, you know, the, I, the fact that you can upgrade all your tools to gold and then they work even more efficiently is fantastic um there's at least progression there and i did feel like okay well as much as this has been repetitive and boring in my case um there's at least progression not much but there's at least some progression um biggest issue for me and uh you you may agree or may not um there's no new game plus after the two and a half three years whatever it is like that's it. That's the game. If you want to play again, you're starting from square one all over again. Um, I, I feel like there should have at least been a new game plus. Not so much like, all right, well, you know, here's, you know, um, square one. But like, hey, you can keep your golden tools. You know what I mean? Like, you can keep your upgraded house. Yeah, I definitely think what you're saying. Uh, none of the Harvest Moon games, though, have they ever done that. So okay. it's like it's just well, not a concept that they really. Yeah. But, uh, uh, but yeah, so I yeah, so I, I definitely understand like where you're coming from, and I will say that um, so I will say I will say I think a lot of your complaints are valid, and a lot of your complaints are things they addressed in later games. Because again, this is um, you know, because again, this being the first game in a franchise, right. It's like the most limited. It's like you know, like um, if you were to play Harvest Moon '64 or Harvest Moon or Harvest Moon or Harvest Moon, or Harvest Moon like PlayStation, for example. There are much bigger games. Mm. Um, you know, like the map's a lot bigger. They're bigger. There's more options to do. Uh, you have a lot more, um, uh, th- 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 like a lot more things available, available to you. They're, they're just all, the, you know, you know, you know, they're, you know, you know, they're just overall bigger games. It's yeah. like they took the, they took the idea that they established upon the Super NES game and expanded upon it. And like, you know, some of the concepts and things that, and, 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 and things, like things and, and, and things that you were, that you were grousing about, rightly so, I think. Were addressed in later games. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, I was gonna say, you know, I, you know, I, I could say this later on, but it's like, if you've not played a Harvest Moon game, I can't recommend starting with this one because those, yeah, um, I love it because the limitations that this game does have. Right. I think like a good entry, um, so I think like the N64 or the PlayStation games may be a better entry point for you in the series. Uh, be, be, um, because the games are much more bigger and the bigger have, the bigger have more options. Um, you know, that said, so I definitely understand what you're coming from there, uh, um, um, as far as limitations be limitations be definitely plus number two. Uh, that said, for me, uh, for me, another thing I really enjoyed about the game, and it, um, so like to, to like to me to to me the main the, to me the main the main appeal of the game, well, well there's three appeals of the game for me. One, it, one's unique. Like it's a very like unique game. Mm-hmm. So anything unique, I'm, 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 you know, like I'm going to gravitate to. Two, there's the whole like there's the whole like you know relaxing zen like game. Three. Um, there's a real sense of like building order from chaos in this game because it's like the farm is so destroyed at the beginning of the game. When you, when you spend that time that first day doing all the work and getting your farm cleaned up and clean nice and orderly, uh, cleaned up and, and, and nice and functional, there's a, re- there's a real sense of like pride and accomplishment to having done all that. Yeah. And like, you know, once you, um, you, uh, once you start like, you know, once you start like planting crops and the crops come in and whatnot, it's, um, you know, you know, it's like taking a, um, it's like, um, it's like the same kind of thing like Fallout 4, where, like, you know, like, um, uh, but, uh, uh, you know, like we like building, I mean, like we're building setups, settlements because those are trash at the beginning of the game. There's a real, there's a real sense of accomplishment, accomplishment in that game, like you know, cleaning up the settlements and getting rid of all the, like the the skeletons and like the the, the wood, the, the wood and destroy buildings and whatnot, and, and and making it, um, you know, making them like, uh, 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 look like nice and clean. It's the same thing here. There's there's a, um, you know, there's a real pleasure in and looking 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 at your work and saying, well done. I mean, like you know, this was you know this was a mess before, and now it looks on. Uh, 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 and that looks great, you know. Uh, uh, the game, the game, the game adheres to our human qualities to want to like improve upon things and build order from chaos. Yeah. Um. And, um. Uh, like a very like you know fun, interesting way. So one of the, because uh, as much as I've 
dogged this game and said what I don't like about it. There are some bright spots. Um, and I think we're naturally transitioning into this anyway. So I'll just start it off and bring it up. Um, I love the graphical style of this game. Yeah. The graphics are great. They're very cute. This feels like, it feels like it runs off. Like, I mean, I know it doesn't, but it feels like it runs off the Zelda link to the past engine. Um, One of the benefits of being such a laser burning S game. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So the game looks fantastic. The, the rain effect looks great. Um, your, your foot tracks, stay in the snow. Um, yes. and yeah, I know Chrono Trigger did that first and like, and they did it better or whatever, but like, it's still pretty cool to see here. And you know, it's like little things like that. The were like the bright spots as far as, yeah, I really love through. the little animations that your guy does at yeah. the end of the day. It's like, you know, like, you know, like uh, uh, breakfast, for example, like, um, uh, um, uh, everybody starts with them sitting at the table, taking this, I, I, I guess it's like, I, I guess like a, um, I'm not sure what he's eating. I guess like a big roll. And yeah. It's like, and he's like shoving to his mouth like one goal. Yeah. So, and it's like, um, yeah, it's great. So, and then also like lunchtime, he's literally working in the field. He stops, takes his sandwich out of his pocket, yeah. stuffs in his mouth, and goes back to work again. Yeah. Like five, five seconds later. Like, yeah. It's great. So, uh, also, um, uh, um, uh, also the animations, the animation also play about, uh, the animation also play a big role in tipping you off as how tired you're getting because mm-hmm. it's like a certain point, a certain point, you stop and wipe his brow. Yeah. Um, you, uh, um, um, like another point, I almost faint, and and and, and then eventually you get to the point where, eventually you get to the point where you try to make him work again, he does, like he does faint. Yeah. So it's like you know, those animations are so endearing. Yeah. Um. So the other highlight of this game as well is the music. Um. I think very calming, like very, like very, like very zen. Yeah. Adding to the experience, and I like so, it. Yeah. Like it's um. There's six tracks um yes. that you yeah. get. Yeah. You get four for, um, you know, each season. So I love that each season is different. Um, you get one for like the town area. And then also, um, when you're at the festivals, there's a different, uh, music track. And I didn't really have any that were like stand out my favorite. Um, and I did feel that like the looping of those tracks at, at some point, do, you know, especially later in the game, like it does kind of, get kind of uh yeah no limitation for being a super nice yes yep but yep. you know so. it's not it's not anything game breaking or anything like that i like i said i enjoy the music so yeah it maybe repeats itself a little too much whatever like it's not the worst thing in the world um the sound effects are on point um yes. i yeah. love that when i take my axe out and i hit um I, I put in my notes a tree, but let's be fair. Most of the times they're stumps. Stump, um, yeah. yeah. When you take your axe and you hit the stump, it actually sounds like an axe hitting the stump. Oh God. It's so, 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 so satisfying. Um, yeah. and then also, um, like, you know, when you're using the pickaxe to, you know, churn the, uh, dirt for planting, same sort of sound. Like it's, it's, it sounds kind of like, the axe hitting the wood, but obviously it's not wood, so it's got like more of like a thump into into the ground. If you take an actual hammer in real life and you slam it into like a patch of grass and dirt, uh, that thump that it makes uh, is exactly what they captured here in this game, and I applaud them for it. <laughs> yeah, the sound music design in this game is like very like it's very great. It's it, uh, it, uh, um, part and parcel like the whole like you know farm like farm. Uh, farm simulation experience so um so. and yeah the music the music is very limiting again the later games have the later games have a bit the later games play a bit of a soundtrack so um but um but yes but yeah I, I definitely agree with you like what's here um it's something like uh, i'm definitely great uh being able to say anytime you want to also like very nice mm. so you know uh, um but uh um but well, i mean like you are able to save um at certain points, and the game also says for you like in the day, so it's like, um, but but like you know like uh, be, 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 yeah, because like you know if you have bad luck with the weather forecast, for example, you can just like reload the same card again, right? So, um, uh, um, so there's like you know like there's like a little bit of use that you can do with the game, so it's like limited, so like you know you know like not full not full save whenever you want uh, saving. I probably shouldn't say it that way, but just like you know, uh, but you are able to save on a regular basis, which really helps as far as yeah, things yeah. go. Because, uh, if something goes wrong, then you know, like you're fine. So, um, but anyway, so uh, 
Um, so this game, so this game was local. Flavor game was changed, uh, changed quite a bit for its Western release, uh, flavor reasons. So um, I already mentioned the big one. You know, Nintendo, Nintendo strictly had a, uh, Nintendo at the time. Yeah, I, I strictly had a, strictly had a no alcohol policy in their game. <laughs> so it's like um, all the references alcohol in this game, for example, flavor change to juice. Um, you know, even though obviously anybody who drinks the juice gets like gets like drunk. Yeah. So. Um, there's also, I'm curious to know if you picked up any of these, uh, Joe. Uh, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of Japanese cultural references, uh, that this game also makes that were left in. Mm. Uh, because either, uh, because the translators didn't, didn't realize it or, or didn't realize it, like, or didn't care about it. Right. Because, uh, for example, the church, the church here is not really a Christian church. It's more like a Shinto, um, um, uh, Shinto church. Right. Because, like, you know, they talk about, you know, 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 you know they talk about like various gods, like the guard of the hog, the harvest god, this business, whatever. That that's definitely a Shinto thing. So, yeah. um, so like so religion, in this game is more Shinto as far as that goes. Um, in the New Day, uh, uh, um, um, during the um, during the New Day Fair, for example, your character is eating like an um, I believe it's pronounced like onigiri, which is a, um, uh, uh, which is a, which, is a, which, is a, which is a traditional Japanese food item. Um, and the news anchor on the TV, if you, if you, and it's like turn the TV on, look at the news and the weather forecast. Um, he bows to the audience yeah. uh, when he starts the broadcast. So again, that's again that's a very Japanese thing. So it's like it's like you know I'm fine with those things being changed because it, 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 that being changed because it's changed because it, um, um, uh, not being changed because it, uh, because that would require a major rework of the game. But you know they are very you know they you, um uh, but yeah the but yeah for sure they are very interesting books. So. Um, and so, yeah, actually, most of the and most of the plot in this game is, like you said before, most of the plot of the game is what you derive from it. Um, the characters, I, I do get the town people credit though. There is there there is actually there is actually backstory character development for uh, um uh, for uh, for some of the characters in the game at least, yeah. especially like five girls. Uh, I, 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 there's the five girls that you can romance. So it's like you do learn. You, it's like you do learn a bit more about them in the town itself um as you progress that so I thought that was a nice touch you know you you know it does it does help add to the bare bones plot and the immersion of the game um you know I, I, I the game offers to you so um and this is a fairly you know and this is a fairly long game too um maybe um, rush through day um maybe um, rush through the days and just do the bare minimum this is still like a very very long game to uh, uh, a long game to get through. Yeah. I think they, I, I, um, I think they, you know, I think 40, 60 hours to get, to, to get through the whole game is like, uh, on par, which is like RPG quality length. Yeah. So, yeah. you're definitely getting money's worth out of this game. So, um, let's see here. Uh, the game, as I mentioned before, the game did do well. Um, you know, like, um, you know, uh, Natsumi said the game sold an average amount of games for its time. So, take that as you will. But, uh, <laughs> the reviews of the game, when, when, um, when it came out, player, you know, like, are pretty positive. Um, you know, like, EGM, for example, gave, like, 8.25 out of 10. So, um, sorry, 8.125. That's a weird scoring system. Yeah. Uh, like, out of 10. So, uh, most reviews of the game, like, pretty good. Um, Complex 118, uh, ranked the game at 70, uh, 72nd best get, uh, um, I, I, I super nice game of all time. IGN, IGN, uh, put it at 48. Uh, sorry, the, uh, 46. So, uh, IGN also rated the game several years ago when it came out on emulation and gave it an 8.5. So, yeah, these are like very positive reviews. Yeah. And like, you know, the average, the average game ranking score for this game, even so today, is 73%. So, uh, this, uh, I was like, before, this is still like a very, like, beloved game, and I can see why. Um, having said that, like I said before, you know, I'm a big fan of the Harvest Moon series, but like I said before, I think that because of the limitations that this game has, this is not really the best place to start if you're, um, you know, if you're a newcomer. To the series because I think the limitations, they're they're fine and, and this is just a, um you know and um and don't get me wrong this, the you know I still think this uh, you know I still think this is a fun game to play today, but I think that the N sixty four and PlayStation games at least offer so much more in terms of like playability and, and concepts and whatnot. Um, they also they uh, uh, um like for example they fix they fix the limited they fix the limited inventory uh, space space that you were complaining about earlier, Joe. Yeah. Um. Those games, because the more stuff that they have to have, they offer, I think are a better place to start at. You know, if you don't want to go into a modern Story of Seasons game and, and go back to Harvest Moon games, I think, I think those games are, are, are much better to play at. But the PlayStation 1, at least, is, at least easier to get because that one's available, 
to be that one's available like the um um uh, available through emulation like by the Sony store. Um, then the N sixty four game has never been released either, which is like N sixty four game is even more expensive to get to copy copy these days than Super Nintendo one is because uh the, the man the prices are insane. I really wish I hadn't like someone copy the game back in the day. <laughs> but <coughs> but anyway, sorry. Um, so yeah, that's yeah, yeah. So that's my overall summary of the game. Um, I, I think it's the, you know this is definitely like a very fun game. I, I, I um, you know, I, I, you know, it, it was great back then. I still think it's um, you still get, um, I still think it's fun to play today. Um, I can't recommend this as being the starting point. The, the starting point many of these franchise, uh, unless you would have experienced the hardest games like in of themselves. But the game itself is still like perfectly fine to, um, uh, perfectly fine to play today. Um, it's like it's also interesting. It's also interesting to see how many other games took ideas and concepts from, the, from these games. The Harvest, the Harvest Moon, the Harvest Moon franchise has definitely, definitely been inspirational from uh, 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 from many many other games. You know, Stardew Valley, for example, as I mentioned before, takes the best of you know, um, uh, um, takes the best of both franchises because Stardew Valley you can do almost anything. You can do anything. You can, um, they can farm. You can. Uh, um, you can like you know like uh, a mine. You can also like go in dungeons and uh, dun- dungeon get, get, get resources to fight enemies. Um, it really does. Without Harvest Moon game, there would be no Stardew Valley. There wouldn't be no like Porsche games. There would, there would be nothing else uh, around these days. Around these days, like very, um, which are very very popular. Stardew Valley, I mentioned, I mentioned because I mentioned because this, that 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 is the most independent. I've read reports indicating that the game has sold the best out of any like um, out of any like independently funded and released game on, on Steam. Period. So, and the game's available in a lot of and the game's available available a lot of uh, available in a lot of other formats besides just Steam. So, um, I know you're not the biggest fan of this like this idea, Joe, but I think Har- um, um, I think Harvest um, I think Stardew Valley offers so much more. And offer so many other different things to it that the game may be worth a shot, uh, like to check out because, like I said, you know, there's just so there's, there's so many things you can do in that game besides just farm. Yeah. So, um, you know, and, and like you know, Stardew Valley is a lot of fun. I still play Stardew Valley like on and off myself these days. And like Stardew Valley also takes care of the problem that you. Uh, Stardew Valley also takes care of the problem. The, the, also, also takes care of the problem. The, the, the problem that you insisted that you were saying earlier, Joe. Uh, it's a very long game. Um, there is there is a way to end the game like per story requirements, but if you don't want to end the game, you don't have to. There's no rush on you to do yeah, that. Yeah. So like so like so in theory, the game's infinite. Hmm. So um, so just uh, and, 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 and plus plus I'll start value is like super cheap these days anyway. So but but uh, yeah, so it's like it's fun to go back to Roots every now and then to a game like this that um you know, inspire so many other games and so many other franchises from this and, and, and um you know you know and, you know and they, they, you know, let's like take a good modern look at the game and be like okay this is still you know what made this game great is this game still fun to play today that kind of stuff right. it's like you know so like, like it's definitely fun to go back to it like um like revisit so um i think the game yeah like yeah like yeah like yeah like I said before i think the game's still fine today for what it is not uh, not the best game in the franchise but not the worst either. So it's like it's like you know again because Joe and I obviously want different things like our video games. If you, um, you know, um, you like enjoy a obviously if you're, like you're the kind of person who enjoys like like enjoys a very like you know calm, relaxing, non-violent, play your own pace game where you're being more out of chaos. You know, like you know, games like this are definitely like up your alley. So um, and that's also what I was saying, Joe. Stardew Valley at least at least at least in that game you're able to go into mon- uh, dungeons that. A dungeon to whack monsters to take some aggression out on. So, yeah. um, you know, um, but anyway, so, um, I, I fully understand where you're coming from as far as your, um, you start your mindset on, your mindset on, uh, like this, Joe. Um, you know, I, you know, like, um, like I said, I, I, I think it just depends upon what kind of gamer you are and what, um, and what you're looking for, like, your games. Yeah, and I most certainly wouldn't discourage anybody from not checking this game out. Um, I would recommend much like you did um, later entries in the, in the series, um, especially um, from what I saw harvest moon 64 is very popular. Um, yes, it so is. That, that was a good game. It, um, and with the ratings I saw for it and everything else, and I did watch some gameplay. Um, I definitely see that as the superior uh, version for sure. Um, but also like, I think, at least a little bit of gameplay on this version here. Um, especially if you're, you're one of those people who like video game history, 
and it's always interesting to see where a franchise started and yeah. then see how it evolves. Um, we were talking off mic about the new Mortal Kombat game, and it's like, you know, the evolution of Mortal Kombat is crazy. Like, some of the stuff that mm-hmm. they've done, um, y- you would think would have killed the franchise, you know? You know, they went from, you know, side-by-side 2D fighting to then, you know, Mortal Kombat 4, where it was fully 3D, and it was, like, trying to be, like, Tekken, where, and, uh, like, a, an amalgamation of, like, Tekken and Virtual uh, fighter where like you can move around the arena and everything else and it's like and then uh you know they kind of shifted away from that and kind of went like 2.5 with like deadly alliance and everything else that was on like the ps2 gamecube and stuff like that and then you have the current one uh where it's back to you know side by side uh 2d kind of fighting but now like the environments are interactive and there's more combo systems and everything else so i mean uh it's to be able to see the beginning of the franchise here um i noticed the difference when i saw the videos for uh harvest moon 64 like i noticed the differences right away and i was like wow like you know that's you know at least you know a step forward um in mm-hmm. making the franchise you know, have something that's going to give it some legs to stick around. And clearly it has, uh, it does resonate with people. And, you know, it's, I love that there are people that love games like this because, you know, like everybody's different, you know, you might enjoy relaxing, you know, by planting some crops and harvesting them and whatever else. Um, I harvest carcasses. That's my relaxation. So, uh, (laughs) You know, maybe not quite like something like Diablo, where like I have to think about what I'm doing as I'm, you know, building up those carcasses. But like I said, Final Fantasy, um, even like Final Fantasy 15, um, just to pop on for a little bit, farm, level up a character, like that. That's all I need. Um, and you know, that's for me. That's a relaxation, and that's what's great about uh, video games is that they're made for everybody and anybody, and there's something for everybody and anybody yes yep exactly uh also the first playstation game uh, uh back to nature is also like a very popular games of these days because that's also you know uh, because n64 was only was only available on n64 which not everybody had so that's kind of like the, the back to nature is kind of like a modern greatly modified version of that game at playstation yeah. so uh i was something like changes that to um i changed that made to the game like whatnot so um also uh Trivia fact: um, The picture, the, the the box, the box cover art for the North American uh, uh, box art for this game is a weird combination of like a uh, uh, like real picture with like character cartoons uh, and mm-hmm. images that superimposed on top of it. So not many, not many, not many covers use like use real pictures. So uh, the infinite axillary is another right to mind for having like a combination of like real picture versus like graphic on top of it. So, um, so like it's interesting uh, for sure. Um, there are a number of cheats and codes you can do with this game. Um, uh, so we'll talk, uh, uh, like, we'll talk about those, like, uh, uh, like real quick. One of the most handy things you can do in this game is, like, the, the, the cheat code, in case you're wondering what your current ending would like to be, um, you know, there's a code you can use to put in, um, you know, um, uh, when you're in the, uh, so when you go to bed every day, that, you know, like, the prompts the game to show you the ending sequence you would get if you ended the game right now. So, oh, okay, that's uh, cool. Yeah, so you're curious to see, like, you know, how am I doing overall? You know, you, you just pop, pop that code in and just see, like, you know, okay, so, okay, so I'm in the, right now, like, I get this ending. So, uh, yeah, it's um, so, so, some, so some glitches in this game are, are, are uh, um, uh, uh, some of them are helpful, some of them are, some of them are just some more curiosities. Um, you're able to, uh, you're able to, uh, uh, you're able to pick your baby's gender, for example. Uh, you're able to, uh, well, you're able to count, so, so, so one of the girls that you can court to marry Nina, you're able to court as much as you want, like one night using a glitch. So, uh, your dog can get stuck, uh, <laughs> if you don't do things correctly. Um, uh, like, you know, like the upgrades. So, um, and there's also like three secret items, secret items that you can get in the game. Uh, but you have to, um, you have to, you know, you know, but you have to do very specific things to be able to get them. Mm-hmm. So there's the, um, um, uh, you know, there's a, you know, there's a clock. A money tree and a, a money tree, um, uh, like a magic bean, are the secret items in the game. 
So, and those probably not going to be found by anybody in their first time play through, playing, playing the game. Playing the game because a very specific thing you have to do to get them. Mm. But, you know, I mean, they are cool that they're there. So Yeah, nowadays, I mean, you could take a quick look at a strategy guide and you could do it sure, in your yeah, first playthrough. Yeah. But, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're just... Uh, going through the game like i didn't know any of those secrets i didn't look anything up on this game nothing i just you know started the emulator and played it so um i could definitely see you know some people who like to look at guides and whatnot would probably be able to find those on the first playthrough but yeah generally secrets like that you're just not gonna find yeah um yeah and like you know some of the things really not that hard to get to be fair you just have to um you know you know, the knowledge is power in knowing how to do them. You, uh, for example, to build a clock, you have to get the first house extension before the first summer ends mm. uh, to be able to be at that. For the money tree, you have to have $20,000 in, in, in money, um, and then the hawker will come in the fall and uh, like an offer to you. Mm. Um, and the magic bean, you have to sell a cow. Um, and, and the chance... Uh, um, so there's a chance, and, and there's a chance that the hawker comes to comes to make, to, to comes to buy your cow. He'll offer uh, he'll offer a bean in exchange for the cow instead. So just like Jack um, and the Beanstalk, very nice. Yep. So 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 some so those things are difficult to get. They're just um, you know it, you know it, like just the knowledge beforehand that you know that they're there yeah, and yeah. how to get them. So um, anyway, I mentioned this before eBay. <laughs> uh, uh, this is actually. Not a hard game to find on eBay. There are 20 copies of the game currently, uh, um, currently listed uh, the, um, the time you're doing research, 26, 26 copies of the game, like so recently. But, but because, like I said, because, because, I, because basically, um, you know, you know, there's no current way to play the, the current way to play the game legally, uh, via emulation because the emulation sources are either shut down or not available in the West. Um, that's kept demand for the, uh, demand and therefore prices for the cart still very high. And like Joe said, you know, start you know start uh, start uh, the start of a popular franchise. Those games are always, you know those games are always, uh, those games are always gonna like uh, do well. Yeah. So um, there are repos available available this game. Uh, not you not by surprise. Um, so like if you are interested in just getting a physical physical copy of the game for your system or for system or emulation system or whatever. Uh, you you can pick up a cart for much cheaper than actually like physical, uh, a real copy of the game if you're just um, uh, um, if you're just interested in playing it on real hardware. So those cart prices range from twenty six twenty six dollars to seventy two dollars depending upon like where you're buying it from, like um uh, like they're coming from North America versus like Asia. So um, if you want to play about the real thing, oh boy, <laughs> uh, this is where it gets bad. So. I found examples examples of carts carts only being sold in North America. These prices include shipping. The price we the price as usual for Super NES games varies wildly depending upon the um uh, uh depending upon uh depending upon the depending upon the condition of the cart. Some of the you know some you know some you know some of the cheaper copies had had, had obvious label damage. Uh, and or uh, and or like one and or like one would be up the more pristine copies available in the cart, but. Anyway, these anyway these these anyway these games anyway these examples of sold anywhere from two hundred thirteen to five hundred dollars. So sorry, to five hundred fifty or five hundred fifty dollars, like on eBay, and that's the card only. So yeah, yeah. And I saw some box only solds uh, that range from three hundred to five hundred. So yes. Um, and I, I saw one complete listing uh, that was um, like four twenty. Or something like that, and then it was like a thousand was like the next one I saw. So yeah, like emulate this thing. Sorry, like I, so yeah, I found <laughs> yeah I found two examples of this game being sold CIB. One example was uh, so one example with a beat up manual and game in a box for uh you sold five hundred dollars. Uh, the other example was a more pristine looking box and manual for eight for like eight ninety. Mm. So uh, yeah, obtainable, but definitely. A, um, but in the case of you opening up the wallet, yeah. so, uh, but yeah, so like I said, emulation is the way to go. The, the, physical, the, the physical, the physical repo card prices are not bad. Are not bad. You want to play it that way, but because I know some people prefer to play on, on real hardware, play on the as possible. So, like you know, so uh, as least as an option. It's a shame that no Harvest Moon collections come out. Uh, come out, but to play the fool, the right the right situation for the, for, um, uh, the right situation the franchise is kind of messy these days. Yeah. So. I don't think it's, so. I don't think that's ever going to happen, unfortunately. So, because the collection of the Harvest Moon games, I think they play a lot of fun. 
you know for sure. But anyway, um, thank you for so thank you for indulging me with Kirby, like Kirby's game, Joe, <laughs> and for giving me like a fair um uh, for giving me like a fair look. Yeah, no problem. So, but uh, um, uh, next time we're changing things up the podcast by going to a beat 'em up instead, which is much more like breezier, like a more quick and easy game. Uh, what do we do next time, Joe? Uh, so it's Captain America and the Avengers. Um, this is so I've played Captain America arcade games, and um, you, I mean, I, um, I've never played the Super NES version. Though, so, so be um, Captain America and the Avengers for the Super Nintendo is uh, spoiler a port of the arcade game. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I knew that. Yeah, much, so, so it, it, yeah, I've never played it. So. Yeah, so it, it's it's obviously a breezy episode. Um, I do remember liking the arcade game though, because I do, uh, um, because 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 it wasn't the best beat 'em up out there, but it was. I mean, both. Um, it was, um, you know, but the game was like sort of like fun time. Yeah, uh, I mean, spoiler, but you know, in the arcade, you could add quarters to increase your health. Um, so you could kind of cheese the game if you had enough quarters. Interesting. Uh, you can't do that yeah. in the Super Nintendo version. So yeah, one of the first examples the pay to play, yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, actually, I think some of the Gauntlet games offer that ability. Offer that ability too. To buy extra health, I'll have to look into that. Yeah, that makes sense. Because, yeah. So, but anyway, all right. So, so anyway, that's coming to you next time. Like, be ready for it. So, um, as always, we appreciate you listening. If you have any questions, comments, feedback, feel free to leave my Facebook page, or you can also send me an email if you want to at the Podcast Yahoo.com. Joe, how can I reach you at? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at J O E S U X three zero. Also, I do the Radical Retro Roundup. Uh, you can just Google that, and it shows the results, which is fantastic. Um, and, yeah, we just recently recorded an episode covering Knight Rider 2000, a TV movie that was supposed to reboot the uh, Knight, Rider fr- Knight Rider franchise. Um, spoiler, it did not. Um. <laughs> I remember watching that as a kid. Because I was a kid, actually. A kid, actually. Um, because I was like a big Knight Rider fan as a kid, so of course I watched that. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. We we ended up. Uh, the episode is about two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the. Let me make sure. Let me make sure that I'm uh, image correctly. Correctly, correctly, correctly. Because I said you know I only watched it once. Lo- yeah. uh, like once, like, like once a long time ago. Uh, that's the one where James Doohan like as a coach. Yes. Uh, um, I can't hear. Yes, right? and that was yeah, one okay, of the yeah. things that we talked about um, in in <laughs> length when we were talking about it last <laughs> night. Um, yeah. So like that's like one of my. That's not available to watch legally anywhere, right? You have to like pirate it to watch it these days. So. Um, if you can get your hands on the Knight Rider box set or the Knight okay. Rider first season, the bonus disc for the first season has Knight Rider 2000. Okay. Um, you can watch the entire thing in 10-minute chunks on uh, YouTube. Someone did upload okay. it. Um, and, yeah, if you want to go illegal routes, there is a gorgeous 4K uh, conversion that someone some fan did and uh wow yeah i was shocked that someone went and took that much uh time that to is do a that. Love, yeah you know? yeah and like let me tell you like you know so the thing with uh this tv movie it's not filmed like regular you know movies with like a movie camera these are like taped onto like a tape it's not eight millimeter film or anything like that it's like a vhs tape that they they tape this thing so quality wise like it doesn't hold up um but this guy went so so into it with the 4k uh upscale and everything else like you could read like there's a point where they're thawing out the main bad guy and it shows his rap record and like with the 4k you can actually see everything that he was arrested for and why he's there and how many years he's been frozen which is fantastic uh it's just little details like that that i absolutely loved with that uh 4k upgrade but yeah um yeah you can find me on facebook as well i'm very public on facebook i don't hide anything so uh you've been warned um (laughs) other than that i wish it was nightwriter game on super nes like was to cover but there isn't uh there was a you know, there was an NES game that wasn't very good, unfortunately. Yeah, but, there's an um, NES game that's not very good. There and are there's, two... there's also two later. 
Yep. yep, two later PC slash PlayStation yep. games, which are actually like pretty good. I played the two. Uh, oh, they're not they're bad. Okay. Um, yeah. the, the one actually George and I are going to record next month um, is we're going we're doing Night Rider special for the PC Engine slash TurboGrafx sixteen. So I never heard of that one. Okay, that yeah, that should be interesting. yeah. It got fan translated about five years ago, um, and I I thought it was great that. George was actually the one who suggested it. I was like, oh, I was like, yeah, I've played that game. This is going to be awesome. So, yeah, I actually found out several years ago how popular Knight Rider was in Japan. Yeah. And, and it's like, you know, like, and it, it, it was like, huh, that's weird, but, um, but talking yeah, cars, it, man. Yeah, it was. Talking so. cars, transforming yeah. robots, giant robot mechs. Like, <laughs> Japan loves their stuff that's just way out there. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, we're going to be off topic yeah. here. So, uh, let, so let's flex right up. Okay. Um, yeah, sounds good. Um, appreciate the plug. Sounds fun for sure. So, uh, thank you again, everybody, for listening to us. Um, as always, we appreciate the support. Stay safe. Be well. We'll catch you again next time. Later all. Bye. Nintendo controls 80% of the video market. But no matter how you play the game or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Deep on power.